giving yourself compassion, honoring your your story, what you've gone through, and, and, and trying to sort of give space for what you've walked through that has made you think that in some capacity, your body isn't good enough. Hey, everyone. This is such a fun day. <laughs> Every day is fun, but I'm super pumped to be interviewing Jennifer Taylor Wagner with her brand new book, Your Good Body. Yeah, 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 yeah. So excited. Um, Jennifer wrote a book, Embrace Your Good Body, Embracing a Body Positive Mindset in a Perfection-Focused World. And if you are new here uh, to the A Wife Like Me podcast, we are also streaming live, recording live on uh, YouTube as well for everybody to watch. And I'm Amanda Davis, and I'm the founder here at A Wife Like Me. And we are here to help you thrive yourself personally, because we know that when you do that, your marriage benefits. And this topic today is, I think, I mean, if you're living right now, this topic <laughs> is a topic that affects <laughs> all of us. It's embracing the body that we have. And I'm so excited to, to hear all about uh, your story Jennifer, but um, before we dive into some questions, uh, I just want to read your bio and everybody listening. So Jennifer Taylor Wagner is a certified fitness instructor and successful blogger. She's passionate about challenging the way we think about health, wellness, and regularly writes on the topics of healthy living and body positivity, whether it's hosting online webinars, speaking in churches, or chatting at MOPS meetings. She is committed to helping others find hope in their journey. Jennifer lives in Virginia with her husband, Phil, and their two kids. You can visit her online at jennifertaylorwagner.com. All of her info will be shared in the notes. Welcome, Jennifer. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I know. I, we are too. This is like when I saw the title of your book, Your Good Body, which is beautiful. Um, Thank you. I got so excited because, I mean, again, who doesn't want to embrace this message of like having a good body? And yeah. yeah it's so hard because what we see or feel isn't yeah. really what we think is good. So tell us like what even is a good body? Like when you, what is that to you? Yeah, I'm going to dive like full on in if that's okay with you, like to, to, uh, to explain like what I mean about this message and why it's really important to me. And I kind of feel like I always have to like, spill my heart and soul in the first like two seconds, just to give you the backstory, because we're all in a different, a different journey. And we're all in a different place in our um, desire to see our bodies in a more positive light. We all have these backgrounds in these depths and, and everybody's story is a little bit different. And so for my story, um, I actually have battled this, this body stuff forever. Like I've, I've always battled, um, you know, my actual, the size of my physical body, my weight has always been a thing. And, um, what you wouldn't know by looking at me today, if you met me, if you and I met for the first time in the grocery store today, you wouldn't know that I used to weigh 336 pounds and I went on this journey and I lost all this weight, but I'm not here to tell you how to lose weight. And I'm not here to give me you another diet. I'm not here for dieting tips. We're actually going to run full speed in the opposite direction, but What's the eye-opening moment for me was when I had lost all of that weight. I had lost over 150 pounds. And I realized one day, it was like a light bulb moment, that I was still, after losing the weight, 
ridiculously critical of my body. So I did the thing that people who battle their weight want to do. And at the same time, like I missed this whole piece of the puzzle, which was seeing my current body, which was ever changing and our bodies are always ever changing as good. And so I had spent all of these years, you know, I was, I was bullied really relentlessly all growing up because I was taking up too much physical space in the room. Right. So everyone's telling me, you know, basically in in so many words, you need to be smaller. You need to make your body smaller. And so then I worked really hard and made my body smaller and only to realize like that doesn't solve all the problems. That doesn't automatically make me um, in air quotes, okay, or good enough. And I had to come to this realization like, wow, I'm never going to just automatically see my body as good enough or let alone good in general, um, it's not going to come automatically. I'm going to have to actually make this a lot deeper than a physical change, physically changing my body. It's There's so much more to it than that. And so I got started getting curious about what that looks like and kind of took a deep dive into you know why I was still seeing my body in such a negative light. And um, yeah, so that's been just like this whole big piece of the journey is like, wow, it's it goes so much deeper than changing our physical bodies. That's where it, it morphed into this like different leg of the journey because I was in like weight loss mode for so long. Um, and it just proved to be that the more I focused on changing and fixing my body, the more critical I became of my body. Mm. That's interesting. And I think, again, like, I think probably many women can relate to that because right. as soon as you reach a whatever goal, a level, a um, whatever that might be, even if it's to run a five mile race, let's say, or get to that five mile mark, once you get there, or once you hit a specific size in your genes or whatever the goal might be, Um, I don't even know if that's the right terminology or a healthy terminology, but as soon as you get to that place, then it's like, oh, it's not enough. Right, right. Yeah. So what did you and what maybe are you still learning about how we can actually love our bodies well then? Like, what does that look like? I think it is... it's, there's a lot to it. And so for me, I got to, when I remember the moment, I remember when I was sitting in our little tiny two bedroom apartment years ago, and I was like sitting at my desk and I just remember this moment. And I, I was like, I realized how much like time, how much of my day, my heart and, and mind were filled with negative thoughts about my body. And I was like, wow, I didn't even realize that I was going through my daily life being very self-critical, just criticizing myself or looking in the mirror and seeing everything that I thought was wrong with my body or what was flawed or whatever, um, which totally no flaws. (laughs) um, But I remember sitting in that moment and kind of thinking, what would it even be like to not have so much of my mind and heart filled with thoughts about myself, let alone the thoughts are pretty much all negative. <laughs> what would it look like? How would I, how can I get to this place? Like, am I going to be in weight loss mode or fix my body mode for the rest of my life? Am I going to be in this trying to get smaller um, mindset 
for the rest of my life. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to, I don't want this to take up so much space in my mind anymore. And I want to, I, I realized like if my mind and heart weren't so filled with these self-critical thoughts, like I could lift my eyes to the people around me. I could connect with people better. I could inspire. I could encourage. I could use the gifts and the abilities inside of me to actually be a blessing in the world around me. And so, but that being said, I didn't just magically come to this realization and then think, okay, well, great. My body is good. I'm going to love it. Like it actually took some time. And so seeing my body as good, I remember that first, like as in that moment, where I was sitting at that little, in that little tiny apartment at my desk, I thought, you know what I'm going to do? Like, this was the first, this was like, have no idea how to get there. Just know that I have to like figure this thing out. What am I going to do? How am I going to start working on the inside? And I was like, I am going to wake up tomorrow morning, like I always do and go into the bathroom and strip off all my clothes before I get in the shower. And I'm going to pause for a second and look in the mirror. And instead of being critical and my eyes going straight to those areas that I I, in air quotes, call them problem areas, instead of seeing them as bad and problems, I'm going to literally smile. I'm going to literally say something more positive about my body tomorrow. Like I'm going to like feel my stretch marks on my tummy and choose to say something good about them or something. So that was like a very beginner step because I, I, I realized I never did that. Like how often do we do that versus how often do we go into the bathroom and look at ourselves naked in the mirror and we're like, Ugh, I don't like this, or I wish I could fix that, or maybe I need to like tone this or do that. It's it's always this work in progress that we feel like our bodies are, as opposed to embracing them. And it's not it's not about just you know being overly infatuated with ourselves and like this unhealthy self love, but when you have walked through the trauma and the weight stigma and this the this battle for a really long time. It's like your self-esteem and your your body image get so low that it takes some time, some real effort to rewrite that narrative in your heart. Because, you know, when you you've been told these these things that are negative about you for for over and over and over again, you're not just going to automatically just stop thinking them. You can't just like stop the thoughts from popping into your head that tell you that your body's not good enough and you need to fix this and do that. You've got to actually make some effort. And so I started um, doing that, looking in the mirror and finding the positives. And I started um, really taking note of what what my thoughts were like concerning my body. So when a thought would pop into my head and it was really negative, I started like grabbing it (laughs) figuratively and, and pausing it and realigning it like to the word and to just a more positive rewriting of that so that I could start to, to, to nurture that part of myself that had been, it seemed like it had been beaten down for so long, you know, just those thoughts about, about me and about my body. And so I I call them thought swaps. (laughs) I started swapping the negative um, things that would just pop into my head um, and just, trying to, you know, reframe them and and think a more something more kind about myself, something more um, gracious and compassionate so that I could start to rewrite that script um, and really learn to, to love my body. And, and I feel like it goes so much deeper than just, well, I'm going to love my body. Like, I feel like it's, it's a, it's a whole like undergirding. It's a whole like motive behind 
whatever else we're doing. And so it's like loving and caring for and nurturing our bodies in a way that allows us to go out and live life, go out and live this, this thing we're called to do or designed to do, or like this thing we're passionate about, go out and do that. Like if you are someone who has struggled in this area, especially to a, a larger degree, um, then it's going to, it's going to take some time to really press past all of that all of that negativity so that you can actually focus on those other things that you're so passionate about. So I think loving our bodies, it just goes a lot deeper than just saying, Oh, I'm just gonna, you know, think better. I'm just, it's, it's just, there's it's so much deeper than that. Yeah. When you, okay. I have like so many different thoughts. In my <laughs> this is so good because when you're talking about, um, you know, it's not just, Ooh, I'm going to change the way I think about my body and then I'm going to be good. It's, it's so different or it's so, so much deeper. And when you say, because when you're talking, I'm like, so I could potentially, let's say be, um, because when you say like, Oh, I am good or that my body is good. And I'm, you know, let's say grabbing, um, the pan of brownies that I just made and I want to eat all of them. Right. Um, how, you know, I'm thinking like, how do my actions follow or what, how does that look when, you know, do I just tell my self, my body is good. And I'm like, you know, overindulging or, you know, whatever. So right, right. conversation, because I think this is where so many Christian women struggle with this is like, we, we have this like head knowledge of knowing our bodies are good, but that God uniquely and just so perfectly designed our bodies in the ways that he wanted to. And he makes everything and calls it good. And so we are good. And at the same time, so much, so much of our thoughts and our, our, our well-being is tied to um, what we actually do eat and what we're telling ourselves about what we're eating and all of that. So like making these connections, that's why yeah. I'm super excited about you yeah. because I think it's so helpful in that way. Yeah. I don't know if you have thoughts on that, but I totally do. I was going to say, let's totally unpack that because learning to love our bodies, and this is something I'm really passionate about learning to love our bodies and see them in a more positive light does not mean we have to throw away our desire for health, our fitness goals, exercising, pushing ourselves, eating our vegetables, drinking our water. You know, these things don't just go out the window. So a lot of times we'll look at it um, or we'll just get this sense if we don't really think about it of an either or mentality, either I love my body and it's good period or, you know, the either or, but really it's kind of a both and situation. I, I, I both love my body and see it right now as good and care to nourish it, care to, to walk in a healthy way. And, and, um, but it also just kind of goes back to, again, it's the motive behind what we're doing. So if I am wanting to nourish my body in a way that makes me feel well, um, and that is healthy, am I doing that because I feel like my body is not good enough and I need to change it? Right. Or can I, is it, what would it look like to get a little bit away from that mentality and think, okay, I want to nourish my body. I want to nourish it because I, I will feel better. Like I will be able to do things um, with more energy or for some reason, when I'm hydrated, I just feel better. Or I want to go out and move my body because 
exercise produces endorphins and that feels awesome. And that allows me to go get the rest of my work done for the day um, with so much more enthusiasm and zeal. Or I can be so much more present if I'm nourished in the way that my brain is not fogged and, and just all of these things. And so it's it's still such an awesome, like I have and we'll always have health goals, fitness goals. I love to get out in my garage and turn on like a really intense workout and like crush that thing, right? I love that. But instead of how I used to look at it as I have to do this because I want to drop some weight. I have to do this because, oh my gosh, think about what I ate yesterday or what I'm going to eat later. Or, you know, I have to do this because I just need this toned or I I need to see this muscle popping out or whatever. Instead of that, it's like, I'm going to go see if I can challenge myself to like push a little harder than I did the other day or yesterday or whatever. Or I'm going to go out and do this because breaking a sweat right now sounds really awesome. Or I have this big thing I have to do later on and the nerves are making me crazy. So I've got to go out and like move my body and get in my body a little bit so that my nerves and my brain don't take over. So it's, it see how it's like the motive behind what we're doing. And I think that just the culture around us a lot of times kind of misconstrues why we reach for whatever we reach for when we eat or why we go out and do our, our exercise or whatever. And we look at it more, we just, we tie it so much to the appearance of size, shape, tone of our bodies, as opposed to untying that and nourishing our bodies because our bodies are good. And because it feels well, um, just, it's just a totally different perspective. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, that's a lot of what it means. You know, it's, it's that both and both and mentality. It's so good. I'm, I wrote down when you were talking the differences between, you know, us saying I need to, because, you know, I want to be, uh, I want to drop a size. I want to be, you know, I want to, I need to, because X, Y, Z versus, I nurture my body. So therefore I, right. And I, I know God made my body good. And because of that, you said, you know, love, care, nurture. So because I know he made me good, I want to care, nurture and love this body. Well, yes. Therefore, you know, it comes out of that heart, right? Like you said, of that motive. Okay. So because of that, therefore my choices might look different, not because I'm motivated by, a certain size or appearance that I'm trying to shoot for. It's you know, because he made my body good and I want right. to nurture this body. It's a completely yeah. different script. Oh, it's a, it's a completely different. Yeah. A completely different script. It, it's totally different. And I think that it, it can be so freeing when we look at the relationship with say food and exercise and our bodies, those three main things. Um, nourishing our bodies, moving our bodies and loving our bodies. It's that it's the relationship that we have with food and exercise and all that, you know, whatever your health goals are, that's totally on you. I just say, you know, make sure that those, those goals that you have for your, your fitness and your health run a lot deeper than just the aesthetics of your body. So yeah, it's, it's a completely different narrative when you look at it a lot deeper than just your physical body. Mm-hmm. Or the outward appearance of your of your physical body. Mm-hmm. Well, let's unpack what you just said. Move your body, fuel your body, love your body. 
Uh, yes. Let's you talk about them in the in the book. Can you give the listeners and and those viewing just like a, you know, just dive into each of those? Like, what does that? How do we do that in a way that is good and loving? You know, to our body. Yeah, move I think what love. Yeah, yeah, move fuel love. Yes, I I think it. I think it kind of starts with getting curious about what it would look like to have this sort of free relationship, like a, a more freedom, like a bigger, uh, more of a freedom, I should say, when it comes to again moving, fueling, and loving our bodies. Like, what would it look like if? every single bite of food was not tied down to a scientific equation to produce weight loss or to, to like fit into the absolute perfect macro or calories or whatever. What would it look like to have a little bit more of a freedom and a gentler approach to nutrition so that you didn't feel like you're completely tied down to rules, restrictions, things like that. Um, and so I think with with each of those, you know, when people ask me about my health journey, I, I've realized it's it's come down to those three main things. You know, how I'm moving, how how I'm eating, my relationship with food, and how I'm viewing my body. Those three main things. And so, so let's look at each one of those. We, we talked a little bit about moving our bodies, and so wherever you find yourself in that, like sometimes we can find ourselves on the extreme of like overly exercising. We're punishing ourselves for what we've eaten we've or what we will eat, or um, we're just spending hours and hours in the gym. We don't love it, but we're doing it because we feel like we should. Those there, There's that should word. Um, and so I, again, we're getting curious about what it would look like to um, spend some time in your day moving your body, but doing it in a way that you enjoy. Like what if you were thinking outside the box a little bit, like some, somebody, some, some people are like, okay, I'm going to, I, I always go running when I decide to exercise, but I hate running. I hate running, but I do it. And I'm like, don't run then do, don't do it. Like if you hate it, there are a million other ways to simply move our bodies. We don't need to do exercise that we hate. We can find a way to just move. And so some of us need the permission to rest or take a more gentle approach to our moving our bodies. So we're not doing something that's rigid and, um, super structured and we can't deviate from it at all. Some of us need that permission to say, it's okay to rest. Like it's okay to, to, take a rest day or two or three or, or just be more gentle in what your body needs for movement because all of our bodies are different and your movement doesn't have to look like mine and it doesn't have to look like the other person's or anything like that. Um, and so some of us need that. Others of us are like, I don't want to do anything. Like I don't like exercise. I don't want to do anything at all. And, and I would say with that, I totally get that too. It would just be more of a how can I just simply move my body today? And so again, if we're thinking outside the box and we're not doing it like anybody else, it might look like I'm going to do some squats while I'm waiting for the water to boil while I'm making dinner tonight, or I'm going to get on the floor while our family is watching TV and I'm just going to stretch, or I'm going to park further away from the grocery store just to walk a little bit and feel the fresh air and feel my lungs filling up with air and, and all of those things. And so you see how it's like a, it's a, it's a gentler approach. And it's, it's again, going back to that. Okay. How can I simply move my body? And, and what does movement for me look like today? Today, today, today. Because some days it's like, you know what? I gotta, I gotta be gentle today. I've gotta, I've gotta take it a little easier. And then some days, like for me, it's like, again, I'm gonna crush it today. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna be like, ah, the incredible Hulk or something, you know? And so it's it's all different. And so then when it comes to food, it's the same type of thing. It's getting curious about what foods feel good 
when I eat them? Like, how do I feel after I eat whatever? Um, what what sets well on my stomach and what doesn't? Um, what is the right amount? How can I learn to honor my hunger and eat when I'm hungry instead of um, trying to not eat, not eat, not eat, not eat, you know, as long as I can. And then when I finally allow myself to eat, I'm over, I'm overdoing it. I feel out of control. Um, and so it's getting this good relationship, honoring our hunger, honoring our fullness, learning how to eat foods that are actually enjoyable to us so that we feel satisfied. Um, we are sometimes really afraid to do that and to give ourselves permission to enjoy foods from all of the food, food groups and all of those things, because we feel like if we do that, we're just going to be completely out of control. And one of the reasons for that is because again, we restrict for a really long time, or we say, I can't have whatever ice cream, whatever it might be for you. Um, and you just hold back from it for a really long time. And then once you do it again, it's an, it's you you do feel out of control because you've been, so it's getting curious about what it would look like to give yourself permission to, to, to eat, <laughs> to eat and to, and to learn your body's cues and signals for hunger and fullness and all of those things. Um, because our bodies are always sending us signals for what they need, thirst, rest, um, just whatever it might be. And so again, it's getting to that motive behind um, food and working on our relationship with it and then practicing gentle nutrition. So making sure that we're getting the nutrients that our bodies crave and need and um, get, dr drinking our water and experiencing foods from all of the food groups and actually enjoying them and actually enjoying the things, eating the things we like. Like if, if you don't like cauliflower, don't make yourself eat a cauliflower substitute for, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you don't like that. And I just, you know, I, 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 of course everything, you know, everybody's just different, but it's like, if you don't like it, then don't eat that. Like find the things that you do like. And some people are like, well, if I do that, then I'm only going to ever want pizza and ice cream. And I, and I would venture to say, if you open things up a little bit and get curious about that, that freedom and give yourself more permission to enjoy foods from all of the food groups, really get in tune to your body, then, um, you won't feel that out of control feeling. Mm. Um, and so, and then, so, and then there's loving our body, which is like the whole premise of the whole <laughs> book that I just wrote. Um, and it's, and it's, it's making sure we don't completely miss that humongous piece of the puzzle when it comes to, um, everything we do with our bodies, our, all of it, all of it comes full circle when we look at how we view our bodies. Mm, that's super cool. When I was reading the book, I, so we have a 12 year old daughter currently, she's our oldest. And I'm like, this is so helpful because, <laughs> um, I, I grew up, we had three kids. I was the th youngest of three and, um, we've each kind of viewed food differently. And it's interesting, right? As adults, we're like so completely different on the spectrum of um, just life, obviously in every family, but specifically when it comes to food, I've just haven't, I, I haven't had a huge like chains or bondage to it. Um, but I'm, I'm learning that I have more than I thought I had. Um, and now yeah. that I'm a daughter, right? So there's a lot of, I think, fear and insecurity with that, that I'm learning. So it's not like I have been void of that. But right. when I read your book, I was like, this is so helpful because what I don't want to do, and I think, I mean, hopefully none of us want to do this is, right, you know, impart these unhealthy, um, whether it be mindsets or habits or, 
you know, anything with our kids. And so how do we approach this in a God honoring way? And this, that's why I love those questions that you ask when you talked about, you know, the freedom and the gentleness that feels so different than what we've maybe been taught in our own, you know, families of origin from culture. And it's so helpful, I think, to just have questions to consider and to help us even begin to understand what our body is telling us, you know? Oh, totally. I, I've, I see now that, you know, instead of this practice that you're teaching so many to do now, instead of listening to the cues and the signals that our bodies are saying, we already have a plan in place or this idea of what it's supposed to, what we, what our plate should look like or whatever, before we even stop and pause to consider what is my body telling me um, and how what will, what, what honors God in this? And, and like, how do, how will I, what, what do I want to feel like, you know, when I'm done eating and just all these questions, I'm like, this is so helpful <laughs> for my kids too, you know, just as yeah. I feel like I'm learning now, um, how to do this and, and that's helping then gonna, it's going to help my kids. So I personally just want to thank you for that because I haven't found anything this helpful yet. So that's awesome. I'm so glad. And I think it's one of those things where, I mean, I'm, I'm still mommying a little, a little girl and a little boy. I'm hoping that I'm getting it at least partially right. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm hoping I'm like, dear Lord, please let me be, um, let us be doing this right. But, um, I think, you know, we can't completely take our struggles away. We're still human. So the the minute we became a parent, it doesn't mean that we became the perfect example in every area of life. We're still people and we're still walking this thing out. And we all have um, pasts and struggles as just as humans. And um, that doesn't just go away when you become a parent. And so what I realized from a parenting standpoint is I do not have all of the answers and I don't always probably get it right. Um, I know that I don't want to pass on to my children what I've walked through. Um, but I know that probably the most effective thing for me to do, to try to, um, rewrite this whole story for my kids. So they don't have to go through the same thing is for me to face those struggles in myself. And so it's going to take time and it's going to be something I have to walk through and work through and, and kind of stumble my way through and figure out over time. But I thought at least, at least I can put my best foot forward and get curious about that and try to figure this thing out and face the struggles and try to work through them um, because I can't just take them away. And if I just ignore them, then they're probably just going to repeat themselves in my my kids' lives. And I, I don't want that. And so, yeah, we're doing it together, though. I'm here. I'm right here with you. <laughs> yeah. No, and I, we all are. We're all in this together. So, it's yeah, so good. it's so good. Uh, what would you say to someone who's just starting out and they're like, they're listening to this message or they just got your book, which, you know, get this book to help start outside Mm -hmm. of your book. Um, what would you suggest? Like practically, where should someone start with loving their body, seeing their body in a more positive way? Just like wanting to start this journey of like, I want that for me. I want to love my body. I want to see my body as good. Uh, how should they start? I think, okay, so I'm going to, I'm going to give you two things. I could give lots and lots, but we only have so much time, I'm sure. But 
one of the first things is just recognizing what your thought life is like when it comes to your body. Because again, I I had already lost the weight and had 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 it gone for years before I even realized I was that critical of my body still. So I was just going through life not even realizing, wow, I'm like super duper negative about my body on the inside. No one else would have really known except my husband. Um, so there's that. So getting kind of recognizing what your thought, like how, what's going on? How's your heart with all this? Like how, like not from a judgmental standpoint. So not judging yourself for whatever is in your mind and heart about your body, but just recognizing the conversation that you're maybe having with yourself or totally subconsciously in the back of your mind when you walk into a room of people say, or when you try on a, a piece of clothing that isn't the right piece of clothing and you, you don't like the way it looks or whatever. Um, do you blame your body for that? Or do you say it's just not the right piece of clothing for you? Like recognizing those things and your thoughts about your body is one of the very first things and recognizing it without judgment. So it's just saying, Oh, wow. Okay. Yep. That probably wasn't the most kind thought that I had right there. You just get, you see what I mean? Just, just recognizing it. And then the, the next thing that I would really say, and this is like one of the biggest things that has helped me and it's, um, compassion, 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 like gentle compassion with yourself as you're making your way through this. And as you're like seeing these patterns and these, these thoughts that you're having and, um, just the way that you see your body, giving yourself compassion, honoring your, your story, what you've gone through and, and, and trying to sort of, um, give space for what you've walked through that has made you think that in some capacity, your body isn't good enough. And what has made you come to that realization, sort of just giving, giving some compassion. So those are like the very beginning um, starting points, I would say for someone who's just like, I have no idea where to even begin. I personally, I guess this would technically be a third thing. (laughs) But um, I personally have found it really, really helpful to write down some body positive, some personal body positive statements that that are personal and resonate to me specifically um, so that when those negative thoughts like pop up, we have a way to sort of combat them like you know, there's the the scripture that says taking every thought captive and you know aligning it with the word of God. you know, it's sort of that idea like when that thought pops it pops up and we weren't expecting it sort of giving yourself um, a place to take that and align it with something that's more kind and something that maybe aligns with the word of God um, so that's been really helpful so for me like I'm good I I, I write I wrote this whole list it's one of the first things I did of these body positive affirmations or even body neutral like maybe you're not in the spot to be like okay I'm just gonna love my body maybe you are and if you are, that is awesome. Like, let's go forward with that. That's fantastic. But maybe you're not. Maybe you're like, oh, oh, Jennifer, I am so far from that. I can't even imagine loving my body. Like, I literally can't even fathom loving my body. Okay, that's totally fine. I, I get that. Maybe we start with some just like totally just, just, just removing the negative and just being kind of neutral about it for a while. And then maybe we'll venture into some, some confidence and body confidence. And then maybe that'll lead to some positivity and some love. Um, so wherever you are in your journey, but yeah, like writing down some statements that can help you remember the truth about your body and seeing the good things about your body. And I would really give these some thought to, so that you can start to see your body and like 
actually celebrate the good things about your body and appreciate your body. So if you're, if you're not in that place where you're like, oh, I'm ready to love my body, maybe we can start by saying, you know what, I am going to be thankful inside my heart that my body woke up this morning. I'm going to be thankful that I have breath in my lungs today. Um, I'm going to be thankful that my big, strong legs carry me around every day or whatever it is that, that, that resonates with you. But that's kind of one of the big things that has helped me. Um, and just what I would say to someone who's, who's just starting out, you know, notice what your thoughts are offer yourself some compassion, honor what you've been through. Like maybe there's stuff that you've walked through that has, maybe there's something that someone said to you at some point, or even for a long period of time that has made you feel this way about your body. And so just honor that and, and, and give yourself compassion to heal through that. And then writing down some things that um, can help you combat that, those negative thoughts that will inevitably, inevitably pop up. That's helpful. I know you're a Christian. Um, let's chat about that. How did your faith, you know, play into your journey? Um, and, and I guess for those listening and watching, you know, how, how do you hope they will maybe learn from what you've learned about your own uh, journey with God? That's a great question. I, I want to speak to the person who's listening, who's walked through this for a really long time, who this has been a really big thing for, because that this has been my thorn in my side, if you will. This has been the big struggle for me. Um, so this, for me, when I talk about this whole thing, the whole body thing, it's not just a, a fun, exciting, cute topic to me. This is something that runs real deep. And so I want to honor the person who's listening, who's, who's walked through this for a really, really, really long time. And so for me, this has been um, a journey that the Lord has brought me through over a long, gentle period of time. And so um, he, he has shown me um, how he's worked through my life over with within his spirit, deeply and gently within me. That's how it's been for me. And so I haven't always seen exactly how I was walking through it. But, you know, when I, I remember a moment where I was sitting there and I was like, okay, Lord, like I was just get, beginning to see that this was an area that I needed to tend to on the level, like on the deeper level, like within my heart. And I was like, okay, I have no idea how to do this and how to bring you Lord along with me in this journey. And so I just found myself in the, um, the love chapter of the Bible, first <laughs> Corinthians chapter 13. And I know that we apply that to how we love others. And, but I was scrambling and I felt so, I was like, I have never not dealt with this. This has never not been a thing for me. And I don't know how to do this. And so I found myself looking at that verse and I was like, okay, well, maybe I'll just take one step at a time. And so since it says, since I want to learn to love my body, this good body that God has given me, I'm going to look at this and I'm going to say, okay, love is patient. How can I be more patient with myself today in this journey? Like, how can I be more patient for the fact that I even have to still be walking through this. Like I wished, like I thought years ago I could just lose the weight and then I could be done. And then I would never have to think about this whole body thing ever again. And that's just not been the thing for me. Um, 
love is kind. How can I show myself kindness in this? So just some action, some action steps there. But jumping back just a little bit, I'm getting ahead of myself. The person who's been walking through this a really long time, like I realized for me, um, through the whole thing, through the whole, through my whole journey, my whole life, God has literally always been there, even when I haven't realized it. And I know that's something that we just say, but like, he's always been there. He's been there when I was, you know, in kindergarten and the little boy drew attention to my chubby cheeks. Um, He was there every time that I started a new diet. He was there when I, every time I looked in the mirror and saw something that I didn't like, he was there every time that I cried tears because I thought I wasn't good enough. He was there every single time that I got on the scale and got off and had a huge sigh thinking that it just wasn't, that I just wasn't okay. He was there when people told me I was taking up too much physical space in the room. He was there. He was there when I was walking miles and miles and miles, hoping that it would make my weight go down. Like he has always been there in every single step of the journey. And I feel like all along, he's known that I was going to walk toward freedom in this one day. And that, yes, this has been a thorn in my side, but he has given me the grace to not only just to go through these hard, hard things that I have gone through, but also to say like, Jennifer, I've got you. And so the person who's walked through this, like, He's like, I've got you and I care about your freedom. Like there was a time when I really figured that he cared. He probably just wanted me to be healthy and he, then healthy probably just meant the smallest me that it could be. But, but no, he's like, no, 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 Jennifer, you've missed a piece of this because I care so much more than just that. And you can walk through Jennifer and you can lose every pound you want to lose. And that's all well and good, but there is so much more to your freedom. And, and, and I am committed to you you being completely free. And so if it takes us some years, if it takes us a lifetime, he's like, I'm going to hold your hand because I was holding your hand back then when you didn't even know I was holding your hand. I've been there the whole time. I've been there all along and I'm still here and I'm still walking, walking you toward this freedom. And so if you've been walking through this for a really long time, I just wanted to validate what you've gone through. But wherever you are, whatever, maybe it's like um, post babies, after you've had a baby or babies and you feel like, oh, I just, you know, my body's different now. Wherever you are in your journey, like that's where he meets us. And so if you're, if you're feeling this tug to be like, okay, I need to look a little deeper. I need to, you know, focus on my heart in this area and my, the motive behind some of this stuff with my body that's awesome too. And he meets us right where we are. And he will, again, hold your hand the way he holds your hand and walk you forward the way he walks you forward and then lead you on in freedom in this area of your life. Mm, So good. So good. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Ladies, again, (laughs) you got to get this book. (laughs) This is all I got to say. Jennifer Taylor Wagner, embracing a body positive mindset in a perfection focused world. I love what you just ended with saying, it's all about the freedom. And I was thinking when you were ending that, uh, freedom isn't critical. Freedom Freedom isn't harsh. It isn't restricting. It isn't critical. You know, just like it isn't these things, just like you said. Freedom is patience, kindness, love. It is beauty. It's gentleness. Like all, 
And so that's what he has for us. It's why Christ came. It's why he came to set us free so that we could live in that freedom. It's he, I mean, like Galatians 5, 1, it is for freedom that he has set us free to live freedom. And Mm. that's our prayer over you now that um, the Lord would meet you in that place of freedom, that he would bring more deep freedom to you today in this area I just wonder, and I have a sense as you were talking that um, the enemy ha- wants many of us and has many of us uh, held in a place of bondage to these thoughts, this critical spirit about ourselves, our bodies, and he wants us to stay there. He wants us to stay in those chains. And that's not who God is. That's not the freedom God provides for each of us. And so we just speak that over you today that you would, in Jesus' name, be freed um, from the critical lies of the enemy and this, the critical spirit of the enemy, and that you would know that you are good, that he created you good. And um, that's a life of freedom. So we just uh, speak that over you now. Uh, Jennifer, thank you so much for writing <laughs> this book. You know, I love another thing I love is like, what we see is the finished product. But this, like you said, was years in the making. And God has been taking you on this journey. You're still, we're still on the journey, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, now because of your obedience of like, God, what are you doing? Like even leaning in when you were saying to yourself, like, why? I Okay, I lost this weight. Why am I still hard on myself? Am I going to have to live in this place forever? Where I'm still not good enough, where I have to fix my body still or whatever. Like you leaned in and he showed you what he has for you. And so because of that, because of that obedience now, you're able to help others. So um, thank you for that. And yes, thank you. Yeah, ladies, get this for your people. Do a small group with it, get it yeah. for your kids, for you, for your heart, like to have that freedom. So thank you so much again, Jennifer. Taylor Wagner and give us your website one more time. It's pretty easy. It's jennifertaylorwagner.com. <laughs> and again, we'll link that. We'll link the book in the show notes as well. Uh, thanks again for being with us, Jennifer. We Thank so you. It. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a wonderful time chatting with you. Yay. Bye everyone. Bye.